Hello, my friends. Excuse my voice, it's quite early. I've been up for a while and I was gonna set up, you know, the laptop and my mic and have coffee and just really, you know, get my mind right and just talk to you guys. But I just feel like right in the thick of where I am right now is the best place to talk. So I'm just going to talk from that place. I want to say thank you, as always, for your listenership, if that's a word, your engagement, you sharing, you rating, people who've sent me text messages about listening to episodes. That means the world to me. And I'm really grateful for anybody who gets anything of substance from my experience and from what I have to say. I have to be honest, I really thought entering into this thing, I was going to be much more consistent than I have been. But man, life has been like giving me the one-two punch uh, as of late, actually this entire year. It's so funny because every year I enter it and I'm like, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year that everything changes for me. This is going to be the year that I experience breakthrough. And always in my mind, I have this grandiose picture of what that looks like. I will imagine private jets and really fly clothes and traveling and a great body and all these experiences. And I will just envision wherever my mind can go, I'll let it go there. And I'm just coming to realize that faith gifts are much more powerful, much more effective than physical ones and there's nothing wrong like I do dream of the day where I can just literally give a million dollars to somebody I dream of the day when I can buy a car for someone in need or a home I dream of the day when Kel and I can make this 10-year dream that we've had of this rehabilitation and trade school and Bible school for the homeless and the disenfranchised, when we can actually make that a reality. I dream of that day. I dream of the day of like being able to travel anywhere. I dream of the day of having an expansive savings for my children and, you know, being able to bless my parents abundantly and setting up, you know, funds and, you know, just sowing and pouring. Like I dream of the day when I have overflow so that I can give overflow. And and those things are fine. You know, those things are great because they're they're kingdom centered. But I just think that sometimes we can neglect what truly matters when we're too focused on dreaming. And whoa for this generation, that's like, oh my goodness, is she serious? Like dream Dreaming is what everybody is supposed to do. You're supposed to follow your dreams. You're you're supposed to make your dreams a reality. And yeah, all that's straight. But like, I need my dreams to coincide with God's dreams. (laughs) Period. And I think that especially this Christian generation is so self-focused. It's like God is this genie for us. You know, and it's about how God can bring me my husband how God can expand my business, you know, how God can do all these things for me. And God can and wants to, and he's great. But I think when you make the things the gift and not God the gift, 
you just really mess yourself up, you know? And when it's more about promoting your own agenda and your agenda isn't in alignment with God's agenda, then like you're really working for someone else. Like I said, I'm coming to the point in my walk where I'm just like, okay, you've stripped me time and time again. And as I've entered these years, they have looked nothing like what I thought they would look like. That doesn't mean I haven't experienced favor and promotion and joy and peace and restoration and healing. Like I've experienced that every single year, but it's looked a lot like blood. It's looked a lot like sweat. It's looked a lot like tears. It's looked a lot like breaking, 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 crushing. You know, it's looked a lot like sacrifice. It's looked a lot like being blindsided by life. And so I'm just, I'm wanting, like my heart's desire as of late has been like, God, your viewpoint is so wide. It's eternal. It is all knowing because you're sovereign. Help my mindset to expand. The Bible says that God will reveal his mysteries to us. The Bible says that God gives wisdom freely to those who ask. So God wants to let you in on his secrets. You know, he's not really hiding anything from you. Like he wants you to know, but he gauges how much you know. And it's not because he's a sadist or anything. He just knows our nature better than we do. And he does not want to spoil a good movie for us. He just does not. I've been thinking about the Avengers. We saw Endgame. We went and saw the early bird the day it came out. We didn't see any spoilers. But people were being so evil and posting spoilers about this movie. And I was like, yo, this is not. Y'all are ruining a movie. Y'all are ruining an experience for us. We want to experience this. And the previous Avengers like ended on such a somber note. I remember literally walking away from the movie theater and being like, I'm very upset by this. I'm mad that we just watched this, you know? (laughs) What is that guy's name? Dang, I can't remember the character's name, but he's the dude who does the time, you know? You know who he is. Y'all know who I'm talking about. This guy said that it had to be this way. This is the only way. And in life, in order to experience glory, in order to experience God reversing everything that the enemy meant for evil and making it for good, you have to lose. You have to lose. You have to experience those moments where even you think you win, when you think you've chopped off the head of Thanos, but really you haven't even scratched the surface yet. You have to experience those moments that seem very real for you. And it ends up that they're just a shadow. I think what I've learned in this sort of season of being in a holding pattern and just feeling as if God has been withholding from me is that there are no such things as losses in the kingdom of God. It's just, I guess you can say it's like a delayed gratification. It's like a delayed win, you know, but it's not a L. God's teaching. He's teaching in every single moment and we have to pay attention. He's speaking all the time and we have to be listening and he's always present and always consistent. My pastor said yesterday at church, everything in life is designed to change except God. Think about that. We age, the seasons change. Everything around us is constantly evolving and changing and shifting and moving, all at different paces, but everything has to move. 
And yet God remains completely and utterly immovable. God remains steadfast. God remains irrevocably in love with his children. And I think just sitting in that, just sitting in the reality of who God is can help. Because sometimes you can envy what you don't have or what you think you're supposed to have and completely neglect the blessing of the moment that you're currently in. And I want to live every day where I'm just so full of gratitude, whether I base or I abound, being completely content in who God is and knowing that through him, I can steward millions of dollars or I can steward the five that's in my account. With him, I can go through these extremely euphoric mountaintop experiences and have the same joy when I'm in the valley. I think about how there are some places that I just don't even wanna go without Kel. There are some experiences that I don't wanna have without him. There are some movies if I go to, like he'll probably not talk to me if I go to them without him. (laughs) And I don't want to, truthfully. I don't wanna have any of those experiences without him. I don't wanna grieve without him by my side crying with me. I don't want to give birth to our child without him there. Like, I don't want to go to Italy without my dude. I don't want to go to Paris. I don't want to see the Eiffel Tower without Kel. I don't, I don't want to go to Ghana or Egypt without Kel. I'm surely not going to Nigeria without him. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to have any experiences without him by my side because he makes me feel protected and he makes me laugh. And I like the way he smells and the way he kisses me and the way that his arms embrace me and the way that my hand feels inside of his. I like reading people with him. I like having a silent language with him. I like praying with him. I like taking flights with him and long walks with him. I like exercising with him. I like sharing meals with him and new experiences with him because he's my person. God is our person now and for eternity. And he doesn't, he doesn't want us to want to go anywhere without him or to have any experience without him. Guys, when you're grieving, he is right there grieving with you. When you're in pain and in anguish, when you're in confusion, even though he has the answer, he still weeps. When Jesus came to resurrect Lazarus, he still cried with Martha and Mary even though he knew full well that he was going to resurrect the man. (laughs) He knew what he was going to do. That's why he waited an extra day. He did it to show everybody who he was, the resurrection and the life. And he still wept. And I think he wept for two reasons. I think he wept because he was grieved for his friends. But I also think he wept because of their unbelief. They had no idea who was with them. And sometimes y'all, we are stressed and overrun with anxiety and are filled with jealousy because of comparison and are filled with resentment toward God and can't navigate trauma and can't steward what we have well and can't love people well and can't get healthy because we don't know who we're with. We don't know how powerful it is to just declare his name. 
He's on the boat and he's not stirred. He has a pillow. He's sleeping hard because Jesus was a mover and a shaker. Had no whip, only had his two feet. And he, but he was tired. I'm sure he was tired on so many different levels. I get frustrated with people daily. I can't imagine what the son of God was going through. (laughs) I cannot imagine being God wrapped in flesh for one moment, being surrounded by sin and surrounded by temptations and surrounded by people who knew nothing about the power and the provision and the holiness and the sovereignty of the God who was walking with them, being spat on and crucified by people that you love so much. He was tired, tired enough to sleep through a storm. He's on your boat. I don't wanna be admonished by Jesus for not having enough faith. I wanna have enough authority to say, okay, peace be still, just cause he's on the boat. Just cause I have like imputed authority and imputed righteousness. He's with me, so I get to call the shots too. He's with me and I'm with him. So I get to say, devil, you cannot have my marriage. You just can't have it, okay? You can't have my womb. You can't have my finances. You you can't have my legacy. You can't have my business. You can't have my impact. You can't have my influence. You can't have my desires. You can't have my body, my soul, my mind. You can't have my future. You can't have any of this. You have to get your hands off of my life. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. And I say, peace be still. But I just feel like as I've been talking to people, the body is the body. You know, like and if a, if a ligament or, or a muscle is in pain or in an anguish or if there's an abscess or a wound or a cut or a break, the body feels it. And I think we go through these different seasons as a unit. And so you'll talk to people and you'll find that we're going through heartbreak at the same time. We're going through trauma at the same time. You know, we're going through loss. We're all in these moments where we're experiencing the same things and we can't be silent about it because we get through it by sharing it. That's how we grow through We don't just go through, we grow through it. We edify one another, we build one another up, we remind one another of the promises of God and of his word and how many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers each of us out of every single one, that we're in this together, we're a united front. And so I just want to encourage you, being present means truly, utterly internalizing the fact that God never stops pursuing us, never stops planning, never stops making provision, never stops watching over you while you sleep, never stops singing songs of deliverance over you. Jesus never steps down from the right hand of God to stop interceding for you. This is always, there's always a plan, always a purpose. This is not the time to grow weary. If you're not paying attention, do. The world is in a state of like chaos and confusion. And the only remedy is the savior. 
You should be praying for Sudan. You should be praying for the U.S. government. You should be praying a lot of prayers for our president. You should be praying for human trafficking. You should be praying for those detention centers. Those exist. Those are real. Despite what what political party you align with, people are not being treated like people anymore. People are being treated like commodities. People are being treated like trash. You should be praying about our food. Y'all, organic ain't even organic no more. We're eating all kinds of stuff and we have no idea. And there are no regulations. You should be praying about the things that each of us take for granted. You should be praying for the fact that Flint still does not have clean water. You should be praying about the epidemic of homelessness. You should be praying for those who literally hate themselves, who are undergoing surgeries to change themselves and coming out of those same surgeries more confused and more distorted and more hurt and in more pain. You should be praying for your churches who are doing much more harm than the world in some spaces. At some point, you have to take your eyes off of your things. The Bible says, your father in heaven already, he already knows what you need. It says, don't worry about what you're gonna eat or what you're gonna drink or what you're gonna wear. Is that not what like we worry about 95% of the time? Oh my gosh, how am I gonna pay for this? How am I gonna get, how are we gonna eat? How, what am I gonna wear when I go to, like seriously, these things consume our minds. And God's like, I literally clothe the lilies of the field. I feed the birds of the air. I'm your dad and I made you in my image. Do you not think? Look, if your son asks you for fish, are you going to give him a snake? Or if your son asks you for bread, are you going to give him a rock? Then if you being earthly know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more do you think I can give to you? How much more do you think I want to give to you? And sometimes it's not more money. Sometimes it's not a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Sometimes it's not a job promotion. Sometimes it's not a bigger house or a nicer car. Sometimes it's just more faith. It's more trust. It's more compassion. It's more fervent prayers. Prayers that are not self-focused, but kingdom-focused, people-focused. Sometimes it's a heart that's grieved for the things that grieve God. Sometimes it's truly being repentant. That's the gift. Closeness with God. Intimacy with God. And that fruit lasts forever. That's the fruit that remains. And so I just want to say for each of you who feel like you're going through a season of crushing, read Crushing by T.D. Jakes because wow. But like trust that there's going to be oil. And for each of us who are going through seasons of loss or seasons where we feel like you've been going around the same mountain over and over again, or you feel like you're at a certain age where you should be way past where you are financially, relationally, spiritually, emotionally, you just feel like I should be way further along than than where I am. Let me encourage you with this. You're never missing out on anything when you're in the will of God. And the uncertainty that you feel can be assuaged by saturating your life with his word, hungering and thirsting for what it is that he has to say. 
getting on your knees and begging for an impartation. If you want confirmation, if you want a word, whatever it is that you're desiring, take that to God. And sometimes he'll show you that that desire is not even his for you and that you're experiencing so much frustration because you've been praying for the wrong stuff, that he wants to make you whole before he gives you anything. You know, he just know he knows your capacity. He knows your personality. He knows your proclivities. He knows your habits. He knows your ways. He knows your mindsets. And he's a good, good dad. And there's no way he's going to give you something that could harm you. So get in the father's face. And I encouraged a really good friend of mine the other night to just ask God to romance you. And I think at any point in your life, at any point in your walk, that's a really great prayer. Because God's like, hmm, okay, I'm going to show you. You know, and he's just going to start illuminating things to you. He's just going to start opening your eyes to how he is the lover of your soul. And daily he's daily he's lavishing you, but rarely do we notice. And that's really a pity. And so I love you and I'm praying for us as a body. I'm praying that we're more gentle with ourselves so that we can be more gentle with others. I'm praying for the way that we... Um, respond to one another. I'm praying for our messaging. <laughs> I'm praying for our hearts. I'm, I'm praying for the way that we do church, the way that we do community, the way that we do relationships. Um, I'm praying for just like the heart of God for his people. And I would ask that you pray for me. We want a house. We're in between homes right now. And I am almost six months pregnant. We want a savings. We've had to drain ours. And we just want to be career-wise, doing what God gave us the vision of years ago. We want that to truly come to fruition and for it to be lucrative for us because we put in a lot and financially haven't gotten much back. And as I said before, the lessons that we've received have been priceless. The opportunities that we've had have been priceless. Like, But I don't think that God necessarily wants to withhold the financial thing from us. I just think that he does things in steps. And so I'm grateful for that. But it is a prayer of mine. And I pray that it comes in its time so that we're able to to steward it wisely. And just for my baby, you know, I found out that this baby is in the 84th percentile. So in other words, it's a huge baby. Um, And I'm trying to have a natural birth or a birth without any like interventions or medications. So um, if y'all could just pray for that pray for my body pray for my strength that would be amazing yeah like I said I love you guys and I thank you for listening especially if you've listened this long connect with me mitchandgunner.com thecocohue.com book your photo shoots with me I am not taking any more after August 1 to prepare for the baby and I'm trying to take as many as I can in order to prepare for the baby yeah thank you remember to subscribe and to rate and review and send me any questions and concerns that you might have as well i love you guys and i'm praying for you as always